Okay, we're live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On tonight's show, we have a very special guest, a returning guest. Her name is Roberta Glass, and she hosts the True Crime Report, which you can find on iTunes. And according to Listen Notes, it's in the top 1% of all listened to podcasts uh, in the world. So people go check that out. She covers a variety of subjects. She's taught me so much about different true crime issues like innocence fraud, and we've talked about a variety of different subjects. I was trying to list how many interviews we've done. I think it's close to 10. But tonight we're going to talk about the new lawsuit that was filed uh, between Virginia Dufresne and Prince uh, Prince Andrew. I think his full name is Prince Andrew, Duke of York, Andrew Albert Christian Edward. And uh, so we have a lot to talk about. And we've talked a lot about Epstein in the past. I was going through some of our talks and we did... She attended, she lives in New York, so she attended an Epstein-related hearing on March 6, 2019. We also did a little bit of Epstein on July 12th, 2019, as part of, we were talking about the Central Park Five. And then we did in a discussion after Epstein died in August of 2019. So that was August 11th, 2019, about Epstein's death. And then I read into the record on August 27th, the full reading of the court transcript of 23 victim statements about Epstein, people who never had their day in court. But I definitely recommend people check that out. And then we discussed the Giuffrey Ghislaine Maxwell deposition, and that was released in October of 2020. So people can check that out. So this is another addition to this long drawn out saga, which is, doesn't seem like it's going to end soon at all. I highly recommend people go to the True Crime Report, uh, Roberta talked to her mother about the case. Her mom had some interesting uh, <laughs> insights and very funny. You guys were laughing a lot. So I uh, invited Roberta to join me again. So Roberta, are you there? Yes, thank you. Awesome. Well, thanks for agreeing to the interview. Um, so what's your kind of additional impressions about this this suit? I think it was filed just August 9th, I believe, was the, the filing date. And uh it just kind of continues on in this this uh, Epstein saga. It's not really going away. What are your initial thoughts? I'm very interested in it. And I think it's I think everybody can agree that it's more a strategic lawsuit than it is an actual lawsuit that we are how how do you put it that we can expect Prince Andrew to be punished. Right. Or go to court. Right. So it's strategic in the way that he's has to answer to it. So if he answers it, then he can do one thing, which is say he's going to show up for a deposition and then postpone it and try to keep postponing and postponing and postponing and postponing and postponing, and postponing the court appearances. So he it never just keeps getting pushed down the road. That's right. probably not a good strategy because he's not that old <laughs> and, and Virginia Dupre has determined that she will see this out and she's made many lawsuits, uh, so many lawsuits that I don't think I could count them all. I think we're, what is this? Maybe lawsuit 10, 15, something. Yeah. There's a very, yeah, very many. So his other option is to not answer it. And then if he doesn't answer it, then he forfeits judgment if it goes if forward and she wins. And right. then they're, they're putting the amount of money that she deserves to a jury. And I can see a jury being very sympathetic towards her. And 
then there's this amount of debt that he owes for this lawsuit that's going to haunt him around. And he's never going to come back to the United States. That's for certain. He's right. not going to step foot. And that's something I saw in the Nexium trial with Claire Bronfman's sister. She's, she's in France, which, where she can't be extradited, and she's never going to step foot. Ditto Prince Andrew. He's never going to come back to the United States. And he's going to stay in the UK and he's going to avoid this. But, and I think they're going to try to hide him away. I think you're right. And I think that's indicated in this civil filing where they said they were going to have a tolling agreement that they included at the end of the filing, if you recall that. And they didn't get anything back from his attorneys. They just basically, you know, didn't want to respond. Do you recall that part of the complaint that filing? Yes, yes, and he and he's just been completely in cooper in cooperative while saying, "Oh, well, yes, I would cooperate." And I, and one thing I brought up in the interview with my mother is that some people close to the palace said that the FBI, Prince Andrew, feels the FBI has broken trust by releasing that he hasn't been cooperative. Oh, wow. So, so what does that really mean that? The ha and he believes that the FBI has to build up trust for him to cooperate again. That is the biggest amount of foolishness that I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean, that, great, what, right? are, what, are we, what are we, best friends? Him and the it's, FBI, they have to build trust up. What are they, dating? Right. You know, just answer the questions or say you're not going to answer the questions. But all this ridiculousness and the fact that I'm starting to see, which I didn't see in the beginning, some supporters of his, and I wonder if they're real people or they PR bots or what, going after Virginia in the comments and YouTube videos and supporting him. Now, these have to be the either they're PR bots or they're the most naive people in the history of the world. And if so, I'm sure there's a bunch of lawyers who want to list of these people to put them on juries. Right. <laughs> I, I, anyone who saw that interview in the BBC, the BBC right. did, and believed one word out of his mouth, I feel so sorry for them. I don't know who they are. Are they living in a bubble? What's their worldview? I have because if that's not the most obvious case of lying, the most car crash disastrous interview, I don't know what is. That's I not it. Totally agree, and it can't, it's going to come back to haunt, uh, haunt him. Because that, that's going to be involved in this case, I believe, for certain. I don't remember it in the complaint, but it's going to come up to damn him. There's pictures of him uh, with holding on to Jeffrey, that kind of infamous picture of him with his arm uh, around her waist with uh, Maxwell in the background. And I think it was Sean Atwood who confirmed that that's uh, her address because he went to her house and opened the front door. And there was the kind of wooden staircase or whatever. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know how he's going to get away with that. And she said of a lot of other stuff, of a lot of other meetings with him. So, uh, yeah, he's probably sweating it, I would say, in a big, bad way. You know, they always bring up that picture as if that's the only thing that she has that connects her with Prince Andrew. But there are many witnesses that are two who are willing to testify that they saw Prince Andrew with Virginia Giuffray. So there's... Um, one in Tramps, one in uh, Little Prince Edward Island, right. and oh, now I'm forgetting the, th the third one. No, um, I think there was one that saw her with him in um, New Mexico. Is that right? Maybe it was I there. think so. That's right. In New Mexico, right. 
And that and that witness testifies. Is that the same witness who testified who worked for Epstein, who said that Prince An Andrew was given by Epstein some neurosurgeon student? No, Do I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. So I think it. And what makes it more obvious is that interview, which. He was advised not to do. He insisted to do it. And after that interview with the BBC was over, he thought he did fantastically, which is right. so even more interesting to me, the mindset of that. Yes. To do that interview, to look at, even if you look at um, Emily Mateus's face at the end, where he said, well, I, I, won't, I won't say that I regret my relationship with Epstein. And it's in this lawsuit where they reference that, that he doesn't regret the friendship with Epstein. And they reference this BBC interview. Um, and there's that picture of him said, and Epstein in New York, right? They're walking around at right, Central Park, whatever. Right so. at the end where he says, well, Epstein obviously conducted himself in a manner unbecoming. And you see Emily Mateus's face just drop with disbelief. And she says, unbecoming. And he was a sex offender. And then, of course, he retreads his words and re rewords his, rewords the whatever the response is. Oh, yes, he was a sex offender, whatever. So, like it just didn't sink in, like so the gravity. How, yeah. how do you look at the interviewer making those faces at you and think you do, did a great job? That's what. I'm wondering. Yeah, it's the disconnect, right? It reminded me of the uh, Monty Python sketch, the upper class twit of the year, if you've ever seen that, <laughs> yes, where they yes. just don't understand. They're just like compartmentalized from the rest of the world. Like the reality is totally different. And I, that, I mean, the larger issue, there's a whole series of shows on the royal family and their dysfunction. Holy smokes. I mean, he's just one element of a very curious family in a lot of ways. But, um, yeah, just I think that he's in real trouble. I don't know how they're going to get a get a how he's going to get out of this. And she's well, she won that one. I mean, there was a huge, I suspect, a huge payout between her and Maxwell in 2017 or 2018 when that was settled. Mm -hmm. So I would assume, um, I don't know how I would I would think that somebody from the royal family would just want to settle this, wouldn't you? That make it go away. Well, if they settle it, then they're admitting guilt, right? Well, I mean, in, in a civil suit, you can do a settlement without an admission of any criminal liability. So mm -hmm. they, there could be something there where there's no admission, no public admission. I don't know what, what uh, Virginia Roberts wants to do, you know, what, what her real goal is. I know that she's she has that kind of uh, nonprofit having to do with abused girls. So maybe mm -hmm. her goal is really much beyond her personal Personal enrichment. I don't know. Uh, if it is just her personal enrichment, I have no problems with that. Get as much money as I you don't want. either. I don't either. Yeah. I mean, if you, it, I mean, if you look at the whole case, she was clearly, in my opinion, abused and in a coerced environment with people who are much more powerful than than her financially, culturally, um, mentally, psychologically. So she was clearly. Uh, in a you know coercive environment for me, so mm -hmm. I think you know I don't see any any res I don't have any reservations for her suing him. I just I think that uh, I just think it's I mean it takes a lot of guts. She's taking on the royal family, and they have uh, 
you know, they have certain resources. I don't know what they would, what their response is going to be. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. She has amazing strength. And that's another thing that the lawsuit talks about is the props that Epstein used. Now, we all saw those pictures of his house with the naked picture, all those, that weird art and the naked picture, um, art of women. And in this lawsuit, it talks about how those things were used and pictures of himself with famous people to intimidate the girls, to create an atmosphere where this kind of open sexuality and sexualized atmosphere was normalized. And I thought that was very interesting because I, don't you remember when those, those, um, I think it was of his, my, of his, uh, Florida house leaked and we were all thinking what the heck is this about what is this weird art about and all this all these nude pictures what is this about it's so creepy and weird and it was really interesting to see it contextualized in the lawsuit where they were saying they always uh Maxwell and Epstein always were reminded their victims of all the famous people they knew. There were pictures of themselves with famous and powerful people all around the house. In addition to that, there were these naked art and also massage tables in the open, sex toys in the open. And that created this kind of atmosphere of not only coercive control, but um, normalizing this kind of abuse there are the abuse that they were going through right i mean in the in the complaint they use interesting terms sometimes you see kind of non-legal things in a complaint like Mm -hmm. it's time for uh uh andrew to be held into account right there at the end but also on in section 19 they say epstein had perfected a scheme for manipulation and abuse of young females so just the word perfected is uh is interesting just saying that he had his I mean, they're they're alleging that he had the whole thing down to a T, you know, to bring him in. Maxwell brought him in. They fed him out. They rotated him. So it's pretty mm-hmm. pretty fascinating. And just how big this operation was right. is just a, it just constantly baffles me. How many people? Um, for example, did you see that Bill Gates when his divorce? came out his wife said that epstein was his relationship was epstein was one of the reasons she was getting a divorce yeah i heard that yeah i heard that was one of the main reasons and the rumor was epstein set him up with like a swedish either swedish couple or mother daughter that was uh something oh, I, you hear oh. that story yeah i think that was on crazy days and nights it covered some of the stuff that had oh, stuff about andrew too but he had been kept up to then uh Bill Gates had been kept out mostly of the Epstein story. Very, very interestingly, I thought. No, it, very interesting. There's a lot of people who want to be kept out of that story. My understanding is that what's Andrew's brother? What was Princess Diana? I, thought, I heard that he was friends with Epstein, not as much as Andrew, but that he's kept himself away from Epstein. What's oh, his that. name? The Duke of Windsor. What's his name? Gosh. You mean Prince Charles? Prince Charles, yeah. No, I, I, my understanding okay. is Prince Charles was also somewhat associated with Epstein, but has successfully ducked um, the public eye. Oh, well, he's getting great press. He's getting press uh, better than most of the royals right now, saying that he wants to X him out of the royal family and he's disgusted with his behavior. So good for him. I mean, yeah. good, I mean, not good for him for getting away with it, but 
it just kind of, if that's the case, then he's really manipulated the public or the PR there. Yeah. No, I don't really mean good for him, but just in that, that that's really slick. No, it's a lot. There's a lot of slick going stuff going on. And Virginia Dufresne is still suing Dershowitz. I think that case is still ongoing. So there's right. still filings going on in that. So she's got Dershowitz and Andrew. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I mean, Dershowitz's career is just, his legacy is just ruined. <sighs> yeah. Wrecked. Gone. But yeah, so Dershowitz got boys kicked off of that case, but boys is back on with Prince Andrew. So they have, you know, they've got a power lawyer again on the Andrew case. So, well, don't you think she'll be able to find an excellent lawyer for her lawsuit against Dershowitz? Yeah, or she did. She did. She got this guy, Charles Cooper, is his name. Uh -huh. So I think she, she replaced him out with an experienced litigator. Excellent. Yeah. And if you remember, I think it was when they got Cassell out, which is like a, like one of the top lawyers in the whole country. I think that was that was the original case, even before Ghislaine Maxwell was the case with Cassell and Brad Edwards. If you remember that, Paul Cassell was the one who put out the the response that included pictures of Dershowitz with Cernovich and all those people. You remember that? Oh, that was great. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, I mean, I actually have that on my website. It's just people go read that because you're with, with there's was a response to something and uh, you're really witnessing one of the top, I mean, Cassell, I think was the, was not a law professor, but I think he was the head law professor for the University of Utah or something like that. But uh, it's on my website, William Ramsey Investigate, that response, I can't remember, response to something. <laughs> he just he just roasted these poor guys. And this is really before even the Epstein case broke. So you kind of have to, the case has just morphed so many times. But it was really before, you know, the public knowledge of Epstein maybe. There was a lot of people who were studying that guy. It was um, oh, Derek Bros was one person who was researching him. And then the other one was uh, anti-neocon. What was his name? I can't remember right now. But there were a couple guys kind of. And I think Ed Opperman was researching Epstein a little bit, but before it even broke, oh, there yeah. were still things going on even in the past. And some of those, let me see if I can find that document. Really interesting. Um, so you, I think we you said in the pre-show that uh, Andrew was supposed to respond in 21 days, correct? Today, yes. It should be today from the July 9th filing. So he had 21 days to respond. I haven't heard anything. Have you? No, I didn't see anything. Didn't see anything. So it looks like he's not going to answer it. I think that's. I guess that's it. I mean, unless who knows? And aren't they ahead of us? Right. So it should be there, right? It should be. So it should be I would think, but maybe it, the news will surprise us tomorrow. But I doubt it. I think he's going to ignore it. Right. So the the document I was talking about is response in opposition to motion to intervene. And that was the uh, same person who's involved in this case, Sigrid McCauley out of Florida. But I think Cassell was the one who uh, helped research this, this element. I think he's on this. But I highly recommend that. But yeah, Paul Cassell, he was the University of Utah college professor with Bradley Edwards, if you remember that, that part of the story. Yeah. Yeah, you, you've done a lot of, a lot of work on this. I, and, and I... And I find this this story very challenging because there's so many characters and so much litigation. 
Yes. And it's such a long span of time. And I tend to learn something and then I forget a lot of what I learned. <laughs> There's so years much later, right? So it's 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 a it's a challenging case for me. It's very complex, and I mean, even so, there's Cernovich with Dershowitz. So mm -hmm. there's this is all these guys, and oh yeah, they really. I mean, you got to read this. This is an amazing, it's an amazing document. Response and motion to intervene. Um, yeah. So, so so Andrew doesn't respond. And I mean, but here's the other thing that I just re recollected is that I think Farmer, do you remember the story of Maria Farmer and her sister? Yes. And so I think that she said that she remembered while well, Jershowicz was hanging out with Epstein in like 95 and 96. So she was one of the early victims. And so she said that he was, Jershowicz was around. Now, I think she filed this for the Dershowitz case is that Dershowitz was around, you know, when Epstein was had I, th I can't remember the exact words of her thing but i think in g the gist of it was that dershowitz was around when there were underage girls around with epstein well when when that loss when that um loss when epstein was arrested in florida for and pled uh guilty to prostitute what is it prostitute what did he prostituting a minor what was it exactly he well apparently the girl would re in reality was under four was 14 but then he pled they with being with a 16 year old and uh yeah that was it it was uh yeah well, i'm trying to remember it was it was yeah i think that he ended up some type of sexual abuse element of it too yeah. it's added himself into people who couldn't be prosecuted in that case. So he knew he was in that story. It's really hard to say you were never in that story. You never had a, you never had that kind of massage from Epstein, blah, blah, blah. When, <laughs> when you put yourself in a group of people who can't be sued in right, the story. Point. That's an excellent point. And that was one of the big things when Epstein got arrested, his attorneys were arguing that anything that happened could not be prosecuted due to the global non-prosecution non agreement. So that was back in 2019, uh, yeah, when he was arrested in 2019. Do you think, in the other things, this was filed under the Child Victims Act that was signed into law with Cuomo. You just saw what, I, I followed very closely. What well, you're in New York, Cuomo. so you know all that yeah. stuff. And it was really disgusting. I mean, he was asking his assistant to find me a girlfriend that can handle pain so that, <laughs> that points to some kind of interest in some kind of deviant or I don't know what you want to call it. Alternative. BDSM. Right. And there was a, a that really uh, just, it was really disgusting. The whole, what the whole um, attorney general's report on him. And he very went detailed, out. I might add very detailed research. Yeah. And he went out saying they're all liars, but I'm going to resign. <laughs> and, I'm wondering, it just seems like it, there has to be 10, 15 women to bring a man like this down. And if there were just the picture, uh, if Virginia Jufre didn't have the picture and the story, would anyone believe her? All right, good question. I mean, I, I think that because of the, the dynamics, power and money, I would say no. I think that's probably one of the reason why 
that these guys got away with it for that long is that they were predators on unequal playing grounds with young, on you know, people who aren't even worldly. They haven't had any college education or anything like that. So they could probably just manipulate them, pay them off, or just intimidate them. So, right. And we all just saw what happened to Tara Reid in Biden. Right. right. She was just ignored. Sorry sure. that you're inconvenient right now. The Look at Hunter Biden. Look at Hunter Biden's whole story. Just like it just didn't even happen. Right. 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 I mean, you want to talk and, about the guy. And me involved. too was involved. There were two organizations involved with Cuomo. Just briefly. I know we're not here to talk about Cuomo. No, it's okay. Please but don't. time's up. Tina Chen just, just resigned because she was ready to smear uh, Cuomo's victims. Oh, interesting. And the human rights campaign which is the same organization that put together the sexual harassment course for all New Yorkers that we have to go through, which is, I don't want to exaggerate, but at least 30% to 40% about gender identity and nothing to do with sexual harassment. It's the most ridiculous course, but in order to work in New York, you have to take this course and you have to answer in all the politically correct ways. That's his, that's his group. And he also was ready to sign on and smear Cuomo's victims. Wow. So those two supposedly far, uh, I would say left-wing groups that are supposed to support women are very happy to smear women when they accuse the wrong person. One of their, one of their own. Didn't that happen with Weinstein too? Didn't he have uh, Gloria Alvarez's daughter was, was thinking about going after his there was really a campaign against people who were complaining about Weinstein. I think that one of them might have been involved. Does that sound familiar to you? I thought she represented him for a short period of time or was considering it. Something not, like that. Wasn't yeah, it nope. something I may be wrong. I, I'm not an expert. Yeah. Well I'm not either. But I remember that just it was kind of continuing with your theme. Another interesting story about uh this whole situation and what a tangled web it is is you know who was of counsel at Boys Schiller Flexner. Who whom? Hunter Biden. Who, oh no. Yep. He was and I'm trying to think about the female writer I was telling you about a while ago who wrote a memoir. I believe it was the same woman who wrote Prozac Nation, wrote a memoir of her time at Bose Schiller, whatever, mm -hmm. and saying it was really wild and debaucherous. So I think of that every time I look at David Boyce. <laughs> yeah, I've heard he has a very uh, substantial wine collection, wine cellars, my understanding. So I, I actually think, you know, I've been here. Yeah, I've seen some law firms where there's some interesting things that happen once. I mean, it's a high pressure job. So people take out, you know, they, uh, play hard, work hard, play hard. So I've seen some of that. Definitely, definitely. Um, what else is there to talk about regarding this Prince Andrew complaint other than like, I mean, it's just like another another thing to watch with Dershowitz. I don't know what's going on with the Dershowitz case, but uh, yeah. I mean, he seems to have some big wig attorneys in the UK who are representing him, huh? Did you see those names? No. Gary oh. Bloxham, Daniel Cundy at Blackford's LLP. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does, but... I don't know how useful they're going to be to him if he doesn't answer it. I mean, does it matter how great your lawyer is if you're not going to answer this kind of lawsuit? Right. 
doesn't matter. It'll right? just be like, uh, you know, filed as a win for her if he doesn't respond. It'll be and, interesting. And the other thing that has been brought up with this lawsuit is that it's to put pressure on Ghislaine Maxwell to to talk and to start maybe, I guess, try to make a plea deal in her case and start speaking up in her when case. Is, when is she scheduled going, trials supposed to start? Do you it's know? in the fall. It's in the in the fall. It's been moved a, a couple of weeks. So when it, when those dates get moved, I get I think I believe it's November uh, of this year. But um, maybe October, something like that. But it's, it got moved. She wanted it to move it even further down. And so as time ticks on and on and on, we're wondering, is she going to make a plea deal or not? Because I don't think she's going to do well in, at trial. Do you? No, I don't at all. I think you mentioned that in a talk with your mom is that nobody likes her. She's not going to win. She's not believable. Her performance in the deposition was an atrocity. And if that's what she's going to be like on the stand or something, if she decides to go on the stand, it's just even worse. So I don't, I don't think it looks good for her at all. Mm -mm. And, but she seems, but it, her family seems a little delusional. They put out this stuff that she's been abused in jail and not treated well, and she should get bail and all these kind of things into the press to make her look like a victim. And that seems to backfire. So are they all, and families tend to be, I don't know how to explain it, but they, they tend to protect, kind of envelop each other and protect each other from the real world. So does she have a sense of the real world in this lawsuit or lawyers giving her good advice? Because the best thing she can do is plead guilty. But I think she doesn't think that the things she did were wrong. Right. Well, she's living in a in a fantasy land because she did all kinds of dirty stuff. I mean, I think on the record she was, I mean, not just Dufre, right? Aren't there other people who said uh, she was up to no good? And I mean, where did she even yeah. get her money? Has anybody ever determined where she got her $100 million or whatever? Besides her father, who wasn't he in debt when he supposedly killed, quote unquote, as everyone does in the story, quote unquote, killed themselves? I right. don't know. I don't know either. Um, but the other thing is, is she was um, found with that phone covered in tinfoil, hiding her identity. I mean, how stupid not to go to France. How stupid. Really? Yeah. I mean, even, that's her even background. If, even if they came after her in France. Right. That's what Polanski uh, we, did, I right? I think we yeah. can all agree that French prisons have to be better than American I would say that's her. That's her background, right? Her mom is a huge yeah. enough French, yeah. right? So she has dual citizenship. Why she wouldn't stay over there? So I don't strange. Get it. I, when they arrested her, I thought that would be the last place she would be. I literally thought like Brazil. Remember all those sightings and stuff? Right. She was at the In and Out in L.A. or supposedly. Is that a real picture? Because I, I saw the picture. She was reading this FBI or CIA book supposedly an In-N-Out burger. And then they said, oh no, that that's been doctored. That's not a real picture. Did she put that out? Is it a real picture? I have so many questions about that picture. There's a lot of questions about that. My understanding, somebody did kind of a real insight into that in that one of the signs in the background that at the bus station was dated. And it, it had to have been like two years before. 
so that it was shopped. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. I think uh, my understanding is that was shopped. So somebody may have put it out just to try to trick people to think she was in LA. Mm -hmm. So she, maybe she put it out there to try to make people think. I she wouldn't was be in surprised. LA. I wouldn't be surprised. Seems like the kind of thing she would do with a cheeky sure. book like that. I mean, everything hints to intelligence in this, but nobody's really talking about it. Very There's true. A bunch of people who've gone on the record saying he has to be intelligence. Oh, this has to be an intelligence operation, and then it kind of just drops. Well, if it is, she's the intelligent one over Epstein. I think that she's the cultured one. I think it's Oxford education always was socialite and always in the social groups. So I think that she is really the more. I mean, Epstein's remarkable, but she's a very talented, very intelligent person, very capable. So. But she's also the one with the Mossad background, too. I mean, I'm talking about intelligence, CIA, right. Mossad, that kind of intelligence. That's what I was referring to. Well, both. I know you're right. It's very kind of interesting. Yeah. No, you're right. But I think that if you look at her dad, her real dad's real name was Abraham Laszlo. That was his given name. And survived the Holocaust. Like, there's pictures of his, I mean, it was a... His family went through a nightmare, but he and there's an interview where he took to start off his publishing empire. My understanding is he took a loan from MI6 and they admitted to it. So he had intelligence after he, I think, after the war or in the war, he was involved in uh, intelligence, a very intelligent guy, obviously. But he had he was kind of like a triple agent or something where he, he was he was in that murky world. There's no question about it. So maybe he imparted some information to his daughter how to play the game, how to play them all. And if you remember, I think it was in the original court filing, Mueller or the FBI mentioned that uh, Epstein was an informant of some sort. Do you remember that? It was uh, okay. Mueller who was the head of the FBI. He said that when... It was in the, I think it was in the court filings that there was an acknowledgement that, that Epstein had given information to Robert Mueller. Oh, that's interesting. I don't remember that. Yeah, I, um, let's hmm. see if I remember this. Let's see, Epstein docs. FBI had evidence. Robert Mueller and James Comey protected. Pedo Epstein refused to take action. Um, oh, with Acosta saying, I remember Acosta saying someone I couldn't prosecute him because someone told me not to prosecute him that he was. That's right. Right? You yeah, that's that? something about Mueller. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Yeah, so, so there's a, the, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I have a question for you. Go now, ahead. I know we both agree that Virginia Jupre should get whatever she wants, as much money and whatever she wants from what she's been through. But for the for her public image and for her detractors and for just all the survivors, would it have been better for her to not to ask for no money at all to make this not about I know I know there isn't a set figure in this that she's putting it to a jury but when she keeps collecting I think someone wrote on my Facebook that she already has amassed a wealth of two million dollars yeah I heard that I heard that she got seven figures in her settlement with um, with Maxwell I would say that I would say if you I mean Number one, you have to get, she has the best lawyers, so you have to pay your lawyers, and they're incentivized by uh, money as well. I mean, they're not just out, there's not nonprofits suing people generally. So I think that. Right, right. I'm just saying that's part of the thing. So she's yeah. not taking all the money on, on any of these settlements. Um, so 
I think that in an ideal utopian world, that it would be ideal to be a crusader and not get paid. But in her circumstance and in the circumstances of the people who abused her, who were wealthy and also possibly making money from, there was never discussions about money being exchanged to my knowledge about these girls, but I would assume that some of these rich people did engage in a tit for tat exchange. Like, I think that that was the part of the incentive, not just to blackmail them, but also make money at the same time of uh, having these rich people with these underage girls. And it was an industrial level. So they're making money off of it. So if she got some of the Epstein and Maxwell, this is all speculation on my part. I have no evidence. But if they were making money off her, why shouldn't she make money off them abusing her? Does that make sense? I agree. I just, I, I just, and I, I think, yeah, no, but I think that that was part, that was part of the whole thing is that they were, they were pimps. They were offering things, you know, to whoever wanted to add their, predilections whatever it was so i would assume that uh money was exchanged in one and oh i like i mean some of these other people who were targeted like that's probably part of the reason why they thought that they were safe is that they were actually paying somebody it wasn't like somebody give like uh ordering you know ordering somebody i wouldn't be surprised if prince william paid epstein for the you know relationships that he had with his his is the girls that he was abusing wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me at all. I mean, those guys have tons of money. The, the royal family's very well. Their publicized, publicized money is, uh, you know, a fraction of their real value, real, real money, the real power. So, how uh, many rich people are pedophiles? I know. I, I have to a ask connection. the question. Yeah, there's a connection there. Yeah. What, what about? What about children is so appealing that you're willing to, and that you're willing to put so much, lose so much. I mean, these people seem like they never thought they were going to get caught. And when, let's just talk about Prince Andrew. When he's giving that interview, it's very obvious that he doesn't think that what he did is wrong. Right. He finds it very normal. And he's had daughters. What is the disconnect? Is it just, and I don't think he sees himself as a pedophile, right? Right. I think you're right. I think that they're just, they're a different class. It's a totally uh, different class relationship and your relationship with it. I've heard stories about, what is it? uh, What are the two sons of Charles? I've heard that they've, they were very active with other women of all different types. Not, not mm-hmm. you know, that they, before they got married, they were sowing their oats, so to speak. But uh, so I think that attitude might have been out there, you know. I don't know what happened to it's, Charles. Diana. It's just, what happens when you're so rich that, or that this becomes your interest, or is it always your interest? I think that there's an element of boredom. So I think that because things come easy, they may not be exciting. So they have to go for larger you know, uh, risks or whatever to have be excited. I would assume. I think a lot of I've been, I've been seen some rich people who never really have to work, and they're more bored than you might think. Well, I, just, I just notice in the true crime community, or just even in the YouTube community, when there are com- male comment commenters, 
the and they start talking about American law. The two American laws that they're upset about <laughs> are 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 age of consent, right? And oh gosh, wait, it's the age of consent. So it's just that they and prostitution and, and that we, we don't have legalized prostitution. So I, I'm starting to think that it's a mindset that all girls, women and girls should be available to me in any way I want to use their body without the limit of the law and F everybody else and F, F women and girls. That's that's what I'm starting to think. And yeah. I know that probably won't make me very popular to say that, but I really well, don't I think care. there's an element of truth there, right? And even from this criminal complaint against Andrew, there's the quote, 57, Epstein told a New York Times reporter, not just a New York Times reporter, James B. Stewart, a very legit um, journalist, quote, that criminalizing sex with teenage girls was a cultural aberration and that at times in history, it was perfectly acceptable. So. Right. And, and, yeah, he was well, a, and, and and all these pedophiles will say, well, you go to France and you can marry someone who or <laughs> illegally be with someone who's 13 or 14. In France, they do it this way. You know, you never hear someone on YouTube saying, oh, I wish we could we, we could get people to drive at age 14 or drink <laughs> or do drugs or write contracts. <laughs> the reason those age limits are age of consent and adult limits is because experience is taught that <laughs> these people get abused. So it's not just it's sexual abuse for sure, but also inequalities in, in skills and things. That's why you can't. That's why no contracts are binding under 18. That's mm -hmm. why certain things you can't do under 18. That's why you have to get your parental consent. So, um, yeah, I think I think that the 18 year old limit is actually much more prudent and wise than the, than the European view. So we're about 40 minutes. Roberta, where can people find your podcast? Where's the best place? And, and how, what's your social media people want to reach out to you? I'm on, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I have a Facebook group. If you want to join Roberta Glass through Crime Report, I'm on iTunes, every other podcast place, Spotify, and I'm also on YouTube, the Roberta Glass True Crime Report. Right. People go check that out. There's very good, interesting, uh, kind of unique analyses of true crime stories. And is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap it up? No, it's okay. always a pleasure. Thank yeah, you. always. It's always great. Thanks so much for the uh, interview. It's always great to talk to you. So take care, Roberta. Thank you. All right, bye-bye.